And welcome to Rutgers ScoutCast 81. I am the host of this podcasting program, Sam Hellman, and we continue on the basketball front today with our interviews. Today we're going to be hearing from hashtag the captain, Deshaun Freeman. Deshaun Freeman originally was the only captain on last year's roster. Mike Williams became a captain midseason based on his versatility, his play, and the way he settled things down at the guard position after some inconsistency earlier in the season. We're going to hear from Deshaun Freeman, and that is an interview that came live from Big Ten Media Day at Madison Square Garden. What really stands out to me most about Deshaun Freeman is what he's like now as a 22, 23-year-old, fifth-year senior compared to the guy that I dealt with in recruiting when he originally committed to Rutgers as an Eddie Jordan recruit out of junior college Deshaun Freeman was a guy that you know I I would say he didn't necessarily buy in academically right away to what Rutgers was all about his injury issues as a junior were real real frustrating for him I don't know he handled it the best way but then really when Steve Peichel arrived and when Jay Young arrived who, who does a great job with the big men I think you saw him start to change start to realize his potential and the kind of double-double impact he can have in the Big Ten. And that's what I expect out of him this year as a fifth-year senior. Totally healthy, no rust to shake off like there was last year. I expect a guy that's going to be pushing double-doubles every game. Maybe not hitting those game-winning threes as much as you saw from him last year. He can shoot a little bit, but as a guy around the rim with a lot of ball skills, I like what he can do there. So we're going to hear from Deshaun Freeman in just a minute. Then after we hear from Deshaun Freeman, Scout and 24-7 National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan is back to talk about the news of the week. Everything Rutgers football, a two-game win streak for the program, the, the big struggles on offense, Scout on the road. I believe we'll be talking a little bit about five-star Antonio Alfano of Rahway, who Brian recently went to see. As you're listening to this tonight, if you're listening to it Friday, uh, I'm on the road to go see Pensbury offensive lineman Matt Rosso, the Rutgers commit. Excited for that. We'll talk about that in the show as well before we do the mailbag and all of that other stuff. I, I hope people have enjoyed the kind of different direction we're taking right now with the show. You know, let me know. Tweet me or DM me or whatever. I appreciate the questions that everyone sends in and the feedback. Please rate us in Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done it, it really takes two seconds, and it's the best way to help the show grow, especially when there's other fake news podcasters out there trying to to step on our turf. I'm kidding. The best way for us to remain the most searched and most listened to Rutgers podcasts out there is with your help, so please continue to do so. Our basketball focus continues this week with Deshaun Freeman and next week, Probably will do this next week, my interview with Mike Williams, his second time on the show. There's a lot of football. There's football oversaturation. And people are excited after two straight wins, but you can only talk so much football, which is why we're trying to get ready for basketball season because this is a big year for Steve Peichel. Don't worry. There's still going to be plenty of football interviews on this show, and we've got, what, 81 episodes? I'd say we've probably got at least 50 or 60 football-related interviews if you want to go back into the archives on iTunes or Stitcher for some football interviews. We'll talk about plenty of football in the body of the show, but right now it is uh, night and daytime with 
Rutgers basketball team captain Deshaun Freeman. My pleasure to be joined in New York today with Deshaun Freeman. You were team captain last year. I would guess you'll be one again this year. Are you enjoying your experience in front of the cameras and the microphones and everything? Yes, I mean, it's a great experience. Uh, my first year here, uh, it's a lot of cameras, a lot of things going on, but, you know, it feels great to be here. How important is the role of a team captain when it comes to doing all the media and stuff? Because a lot of guys don't want to do this stuff, and it's someone's got to do it. Uh, it plays a huge role, um, you know. You know, having to like come here, you know, when you got class, so um, you know, doing those things, you know, as a captain, I mean, it's part of your responsibility. So, do you care at all that you're picked last? Uh, no, we, I, you know, we kind of used to it. Uh, we got a point to prove this year, so um, it don't matter to us, and it make us work harder. What do you think that people are gonna see about you? That's like, whoa, this isn't the Rutgers team that I've been watching. Uh, I feel like uh, a lot of coaches, you know, start to get the point, you know, uh, start to come together, you know, we look better, you know, you know, ever since last year, and I feel like uh, we're we going to do some work this year. How much do you think beating Ohio State did that for you guys? Well, coaches will see you now and say this isn't a win anymore. we got to work hard for this, and Rutgers could beat us. Um, you know, that, that the win against them, um, you know, put a, a big you know, chip on our shoulder. And um, I feel like, you know, a lot of teams will not just look at us like as Rutgers anymore, you know. They're going to look at us like as a winnable team, you know. What do you like about being back for a fifth year? Not a lot of college basketball players get to do this for five years, two different schools. Uh, I'm thankful for one, uh, you know, to be able to, you know, come back for my last year, you know, end up getting a red shirt. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. How different is it with CJ gone because you two were so close last year? Um, you know, uh, I miss CJ. Uh, you know, started to get the use of the other guys, you know, his height, you know, trying to fill his spot, you know, you know, no other like CJ, so you know I just gotta get used to the new guys, and you know they pretty good guys as well. So I'm kind of used to it right now. Is the Ghost Gang still a thing? Oh, uh, you know, it is. You know, I said we still talk. Uh, you know, he over there doing good. Um, you know, we still talk, but it's still it's still going on. I remember when you first got to Rutgers, it was tough for you to transition to, you know, a full Big Ten school. How much did CJ help you when he came in? Because it seemed like your leadership skyrocketed after you got to know CJ and you became a team captain. Uh, you know, me and CJ, we talked, you know, about uh, his experience. You know, CJ went to the uh, tournament, um, the school he was at, and I kind of, you know, we just talked about, you know, how was that, and you know, just talking about, you know, playing a leadership role at his old school, and, you know, and that made me think, you know, maybe we could do this, and, you know, we made him just sit down, you know, and can't count this and, you know, kind of, you know, got the guys to play roles and and it kind of lead to now. All right, you used the tournament buzzword that I'm sure everyone's asking about. How important would it be for you? What are your goals as far as the tournament in your senior season? It's important. You know, it's my last year, so, you know, uh, you know, I give it all, like, uh, even in practice. If you ask Paco, you know, he'd tell you I wasn't the guy from last year. You know, every day, you know, I practice now, you know, I just go out there. You know I mean? It don't matter if I feel like being there because it's my last year. So, you know, we really don't have nothing to lose. But, you know, we're just working hard, you know, trying to get to the tournament. What was it like going through a coaching change and how much have you learned from Coach Bible and Coach Young about, you know, basketball? Uh, they came there with a whole different mentality, uh, you know, defense-wise. Uh, yeah, everything was different, you know. So adjusting to them, you know, it was quick, 
you know, it was a little different, but, you know, I kind of like it, you know, they, they all group of good guys, you know, period, so I'm kind of used to it, and they all, you know, pretty cool, so I like it. Part of being a senior is you get into stuff off the court or, you know, away from basketball. What do you do at Rutgers? Where do you occupy your time when it's not in the gym? Uh, you know, studying, you know, I'm trying to focus on graduating. Um, it's my last year. Uh, you know, I got uh, eight more credits until I graduate. So after this semester, I'm really done with school. So, you know, trying to stay focused on my main classes this semester. Uh, so that's where my main focus is at. What are you studying? Uh, it's labor studies now. Basketball ends eventually, whether it's this year or when you're 45. What do you want to do when basketball's over? You know, hopefully, uh, you know, coach somewhere. You know, either I started at a high school level uh, and I kind of work my way up from there. So you want to be around basketball forever? Uh, yes. Um, last academic thing. Rutgers has really good academic support for basketball. It's something the players always talk about. Mm -hmm. How much has that helped you be a better student? Um, a lot. Um, you know, you never by yourself. Um, so if you fail in, uh, it's because you're not working. I mean, you know, like you said, Rutgers is one of the top schools in the country, and, and the, the, the help they provide for us, you know, they provide us with a lot of help. So, I mean, if you fail, it's just because you're lazy. I mean, they help you a lot. What have you enjoyed about the preseason so far? Are there any young kids that are popping out? Are you feeling good about anything specific? All of them. Uh, it amazed me how quick, you know, they adjust to the system. Uh, everybody working hard. We pushing each other. It's not like one guy not going out there. Everybody going out to each other every day in practice. So I feel like the guys are actually buying in and they're getting used to the system. What do you expect from the big men as a group this year? Uh, you know, they they pretty young. Uh, well, actually, we got uh, Candido and, and Shaquille Dorsey. That, that's a veteran right now. But uh, the other group of guys, they're still young, but the way they work in practice, you couldn't tell there was a freshman, how hard they work and you know, how strong they done got since they got here. So, you know, I don't really expect too much out of them, but I feel like they're going to do pretty good. Uh, Deshaun, I always end these with the same three questions. No matter who the guy is, I ask the same things. Uh, first question, who's your favorite Rutgers athlete of all time? Uh, my favorite, I want to say, um, the Kadeem Jack or Miles Matt. So you watch them coming in? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, really didn't know too much about Rutgers, you know, before I got here. But uh, when I kind of, you know, got a little information on them, and I watched them play, uh, came uh, for a visit, and I seen uh, Miles Mack play, Kadeem, and, you know, they kind of caught my attention. Like, you know, I could actually do something here, you know, seeing those guys play. What's your favorite memory when you think about your time at Rutgers? Oh, you know, being really uh, being Ohio State, um, not just Ohio State, you know, uh, Illinois, you know, uh, Big Ten teams, period. Um, you know, my first year here, I didn't play. So, um, you know, actually being a part of to win, it feels good. So, you know, those memories always will stick. Hitting that three? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Illinois. So, you know, that's one of them. All right, last thing. If you get to eat one more meal at campus anywhere, where where are you going and what are you ordering food-wise? <clears throat> well, I have training tables, actually. Uh, can't, I can't, really? Yeah. Uh, out the practice. It was out the practice. They give us, they provide meals for us. So, and they usually, you know, give us good meals. So, you know, I'm not surprised if it's bad. Like, it's really good every day, so.
while you're doing while you're eating that we sit in the other part of that room and just smell all the food <laughs> don't touch it yeah so you know all right thanks to sean welcome into the rutgers scoutcast news section where myself and scout national recruiting analyst brian doan are going to break down some stuff because it's stuff's happening it's the time of year where basketball is about to get underway. Very excited about that. Very, I, I, I know I'll be seeing you on November 5th at the charity game against St. John's Hurricane what Relief. Time is that game? It is a noon o'clock tip, Sunday, November 5th, $10 general admission to all fans. Zero chance. I mean, <laughs> kids have soccer games, travel soccer. I think we're playing up in Summit at 3 30 on that Sunday. Well, you're such a big NFL fan, too. Oh, that's right. NFL plays on Sunday. Yeah. Before- World Series. <laughs> is that not over yet? I don't know. I don't know. Go Royals or something. World Cup qual... Oh, wait. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do real quick is our, our scout on the road segment before we get into what's going on with Rutgers. I want to talk to you, Brian, about Antonio Alfano. He's talk away. the five-star from Ra- now from Rahway High School. He had a bunch of offers before he decided to transfer to Rahway, right? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he did have a bunch. He still has them, too. Um you're talking about offers for colleges or high schools? Because <laughs> I don't st- think you can give out high school offers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why you'd write that. I mean, as far as <laughs> I didn't. his college offer, I know you didn't. As far as his college offers, he's got plenty of them. He's got Rutgers. He's a five-star recruit. And for now, he is very local for Rutgers. For those that don't know, Rahway to Rutgers, even in rush hour, maybe, maybe 25 minutes. Not when they close one lane of Route 1 when I'm trying to get to you for a podcast coming from that direction. Right, but, but most it, days. it is about four stops away on the Northeast Corridor NJ Transit line as well. Very easy to get to, but I guess it really comes down to, does Rutgers have any chance here, or is this fans wasting their time for the next year? I don't think they're wasting their time because, you know, he left Bergen Catholic, goes to Rahway, so he's back home playing home. And in talking to him outside of the interview, there's a part of him that is really intrigued about staying really close to home and playing. He's very close with his family. Um, You know, look, you're going to be dealing with Penn State, Ohio State, Alabama. You're going to, you know, LSU, every school, you know, big name school. Yeah, wherever Shiano ends up. (laughs) Yeah, there is that too. And you look at it, and and I know he'll go visit those places. He loves that aspect of recruiting. The family loves that aspect of recruiting. The flip side is he will give Rutgers a really hard look. It will not be one of those, well, they're local, so I have to give them a look. And this is no disrespect, but Minka Fitzpatrick was never going to Rutgers, but he did the right thing, and he gave him a look, and he visited campus. Alfano is going to be different. The key with him is... Who really pushes for him? How does he develop? And where do they like him at? Because I still like him at D-tackle. Maybe he could play D-end. But after watching him play, I I think he can be a phenomenal guard. Uh, After watching your film, I I like him as an offensive lineman. And, And when I watch him on defense, and he's playing both ways, so I get that. But, you know, there's a number of plays where gets up the field and then the place you know he's done with the play he doesn't finish the play um and and you can see that on one of the early clips where he's kind of jogging then he sees he can make a play and he accelerates again that stuff you can you can coach that out of kids and and uh, you know it's not anything that he does that a lot of others don't do but 
I didn't see that on offense. Offensively, and you're not running as much, and it's offensively, man, he pounded away, and, and he was really impressive. So I'm curious to see what the next, I don't know, six to nine months hold for him in terms of visits and stuff like that. I, I said this same thing when Artur Sikowski went to IMG, but I think this is a transfer, high school transfer that helps Rutgers because if you're at Bergen Catholic and you're that kid, you're not going to Rutgers. But now that you're at Rahway and it really is like a he went to a smaller school now to be close to home and have the family aspect. So he's seeing what that's like compared to what Bergen's like. Does he like being at Rahway more? Does he like being the big fish? Because that's what it would be at Rutgers. He's at least going to experience it. And if it works out, great. I mean, time will tell on Sikowski, but at least now he has a different viewpoint of Rutgers as a Rahway recruit. It's a great point because... I've been doing this a while now. You got John Simmons out of Bergen Catholic, whose other offers were Ivies. I think you got Kivlahan out of there a while ago, right? Wasn't he? Nah, St. Joe's. St. Joe's, that's right, St. Joe's. Um, my point is, I'm trying to rack my brain for kids that came from Bergen. They got Rutgers. one or two walk-ons, but right, Simmons is the only scholarship kid. Um, you know, you can name him from other schools. You know, St. Peter's, we always say, has a great relationship with them. Uh, even Paramus, you know, at least they get, you know, they've gotten some kids, and I think you're you're 100 percent right. The Rawway coach likes Rutgers. I mean, it's funny. I went to the game and I'm like, man, there's a lot of people wearing Rutgers gear here. Oh wait, that's the Rawway block R, <laughs> but very similar. And I think there's a there's you hit it on the head, and I think you hit it on the head with Sitkowski. If people think Sitkowski came to that game earlier in the season just because he was home and he wanted to see some people, man, you got to get your information from somewhere else. That is fair. So what, with Alfano, of course, uh, we've got people like UDRU fan that are right there that are going to be scouting him all season. The way that this helps Rutgers and... Now that the Yankees are out of the playoffs, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So here's the thing with scouting schools and when you're Rutgers and you go see all these games, Rutgers makes it a point every game to go introduce themselves to the coach of both teams. You know, I saw Jafar Williams at a game between Wilson and Northern Burlington. And yeah, he's there for Wilson, but he still goes and spends five minutes with a Northern Burlington coach. Who knows when that team is going to have Alfano transfer home. I guarantee you they've gone to see other Central Jersey teams play Rahway and spent time with the Rahway coaches just to be polite and do the right thing, and that's paying off now. Whereas other schools, Penn State, whoever it is, is coming in, and the Rahway coach is going to say, well, who are you? You've never been here. That's where it helps being the in-state school and doing it the right way. Doing it the right way is key because I've been there before where, heck, the coach left during the game and never even said hi to either coach um, because they just wanted to go home. And I've also seen it to where the coach didn't want to wait around for the losing coach to say hi to, so just left. Or when I went to go see... Uh, a Rutgers commit play, but a coach went to the wrong school that was 10 miles away and then just decided to go home instead of punching in the new school in the GPS. I get Head coach, did you say a coach? I, um, <clears throat> so wrapping it up on uh, Scout on the Road here, I'll be, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I'll be at Pensbury to see Matt Rosso tonight, so stay tuned for that. As far as Alfano and your 2019 guys in state, it, it, do you think he's number one? How do you see that top two, three, four guys looking right now? You know, 
I really haven't looked at it. It's not a cop-out. I mean, I can give you a made-up answer and and everybody would be happy. Oh, he has this, this. I haven't really looked at it hard from that standpoint. So I look at it more from a prospect position type standpoint. And he is superior to any 2019 I've seen in terms of his athleticism, his burst. Um, If you're talking about quarterbacks... It can also have a huge impact. I think he's the biggest. Right now, for me, he's the best 2019 prospect in the state because physically he'll be ready to play when he gets into college. Continuing on recruiting for part two here, I think this is a discussion that needs to take place somewhere and it's a little easier to do on audio than on a message board but we're going to have a lot more info on the message boards i want to talk 2019 quarterbacks brian i want to talk about zamar wise and i want to talk about taquan roberson because that's the hot uh, topic outrage argument debate whatever you want to call it what what is your take on uh you know how rutgers has done here and the choice rutgers made well it's a couple things on this Just because you get one and somebody else got another doesn't mean one's good and one's bad. Yes. They're both good players. Okay? So so understand that. Understand they're both good players. In Roberson, who just announced for Penn State, he looks at Penn State, and Penn State's been pushing for a commitment for months and, and got it. And he wanted to be there. It's not like he was like, oh, I guess I'll go. I mean, that's where he wanted to be. He had been there a lot. Trace McSorley is six foot, 195, 200 pounds. Good old Northern Virginia boy. Great kid. Great kid, just from recruiting. Fun kid. In, to spite, talk of, to. in spite of being from Northern Virginia? Well, I mean, somebody's got to be nice from there. Yeah. I, I bet you he knows restaurants that are open now, um, if I asked him. Yeah, Applebee's. That's all they got where he's from. So, anyway, and then you look at. So, Roberson's very similar to him, maybe a tad faster. Um, a little better arm strength. You don't know. McSorley has that just unbelievable ability to make plays even when you don't think he should be able to. So you wonder if Roberson can do that. Fits perfect in that offense. Zamar Wise out of Barringer going to Rutgers. Good quarterback. Good upside. Has to really have confidence in his ability to stride into a throw and use his arm strength because he has it. He also plays behind an offensive line that doesn't give him a ton of time, and he doesn't have that comfort level. He should get used to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you, you would think that the offensive line will get better, but yes, I understand You're your still point. playing Ohio State every year. You are, but you're playing other games, too. You're playing Purdue and Illinois every year also, <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> or, or schools like that. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, you're just trying to go 1-0 and every week. Yeah, exactly. So you look at it and you say, Roberson fits what Penn State does because... They already have the model there because McSorley is so similar. Zamar Wise is another kid who can make yards with his feet. He's a little bit longer, a little bit taller. Probably, you know, when when it's all said and done, has a chance to have a little more arm strength. But it's that close. I mean, both of them are really good quarterbacks. And if you're Penn State, you you chose, you know, Roberson was going to be your guy and you liked him a lot. And if you're Rutgers, you, you, you wanted Wise, and he was going to be your guy because you, you want that extra two inches at the quarterback spot. And I don't know if Penn State could have gotten Wise from somebody I spoke to during the week 
Um, no. I don't know if Rutgers could have gotten Roberson. I'm going to say no because of how much he visited Penn State. But they're both really good players. I mean, I, I don't understand the, well, this team got them and this guy got... It makes no sense to me. Why, why can't two kids very similar in ability, ceilings and stuff, why can't they just... They're just both good and as a fan base, just be happy with what you have. Why is it always a complaint or a comparison or a competition? You got a guy, if you're Rutgers, that wants to be there, which we've talked time and again, is a key factor in recruiting because there's guys that want to be there and there's guys that go there because that's what they have. I mean, just just be happy. Just be happy. That's the guy who's going to provide depth for you. Enjoy it. I mean, this is why I don't watch a lot of those uh, talking head shows because everything has to be an argument when it's not. This is not an argument. Penn State got its guy. Rutgers got its guy. If Rutgers gets its guy, that's a win for Rutgers. It doesn't matter what other schools get. Zamar Wise wants to be there, and, and I'll take that over. Even if I think Roberson is better, Zamar Wise wants to be there, and that matters so much more than you think, especially when you're talking about a quarterback, someone that wants to be a leader. Go If you are a member on Scarlet Report, go watch the highlight film that we put up a couple weeks ago from his game, and it, it shows you exactly why he's going to fit in at Rutgers because, like you said, he doesn't have the best offensive line. He is under pressure at times, but he still keeps plays alive. He throws balls now that Rutgers quarterbacks on the roster do not throw. He's not going to be a one-dimensional quarterback, which is all Rutgers has right now. Every quarterback on the roster is a passer or a thrower right now. Or just a runner. Or just a runner, because I can't really talk, apparently. Um, Jamal Wise can do both. And whether it's being a true freshman in two years that starts or being a redshirt sophomore competing against Jonathan Lewis and Jalen Chapman, whatever it is, it's the guy Rutgers wants, period. And part three of the news here, Brian, I want to do a little bit of team talk because Rutgers has won two games in a row. The first back-to-back Big Ten victories for Rutgers in program history. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's kind of sad. It's also really impressive for Chris Ash when you look at where his ro- the state of his roster and the health of his program now compared to what we saw against Washington in the first half. It's really impressive that they were able to win these two games because every senior I talked to after that Purdue game, I talked to Dorian Miller, I talked to Sebastian Joseph, all these guys are saying, yeah, well, we remember how the Penn State game ended here. We remember how the Michigan State game ended here. We remember... How we remember as recruits watching the Louisville game that ended here. That game very rarely ends up positive for Rutgers, but Deontay Roberts flushes the quarterback out of the pocket. KJ Gray breaks it up. Rutgers wins. And you know what? For Roberts, it was a good play because you can see him. He read it, accelerated, and until he makes that move, the Purdue quarterback has a chance to run it in. And now, so Roberts flashes in there. You can't the quarterback now can't see where he's throwing. He's got to force something back against the grain a little bit on the throw. And Rutgers had it covered, and you give him a ton of credit for it. And I, I go back to what I've said. You know, I listen to people, have they made progress? Have they made progress? Yo, if you don't think they're a better team now than they were last year and a better program now than they were last year, I, I, I got nothing I can tell you that'll 
make you believe it because I, I don't know what you're looking at. You know, Ohio State gets, you know, they, they pound Rutgers. Well, who doesn't? Who, do, who doesn't Ohio State pound that isn't a, a top 10 team? So I, I look at it and I say, yeah, a lot of progress is being made. But more importantly, well, your life has been easier on the message boards because every little decision well, isn't. I, look, I've always, crushed. I always say, make fun of me and go after right. me. That's fine. I pick a game right. wrong, please crush me because I'd rather you do that than trash each other and trash right. the players. Right. So my life is yeah. always easier when it's saying, right. "Oh, Sam, how how could you pick them to lose to right. Purdue?" Right. Please keep yeah, yelling. It, at me. But I, I look at it and I say, the players in the program needed a reason to keep believing, and so. Now they saw it. They won games that, I mean, quite frankly, produced better. Uh, the play calling was so. If that play calling happened, if Rutgers called the an offensive game like Purdue called an offensive game, you would have had to shut the message board down for a couple of days. There would be so much, just over the top talk. And so you give Rutgers credit for winning those games because they haven't won those games before, and it and it gives you something to build on, not only the rest of the season but through the off season. Like at, at the end of every harder night, people find some reason to believe, right? So Rutgers now, after winning two straight, has a reason to believe against Michigan. And, yeah, I mean, they're not the favorite by any means, but there's it's not inconceivable. You know, we're, you're not going to be shouting inconceivable as Andre the Giant climbs up the pit of despair or the rock wall. You, you, it is believable that Rutgers could beat Michigan this weekend and that was not the case really ever since since that upset in 2014 with Brady Hoke so kicking a 57 yard field goal when anyway yeah anyway (laughs) Anyway. um it it doesn't change anything in recruiting really because it's just it's one win but everyone feels better everyone feels more confident in the Rutgers process you've heard the trust the process stuff from pretty much everybody and while that's goofy, if you're a South Jersey Philly fan, it, it means something to the players. And I think Deontay Roberts is the perfect example if you just want to point something out. Because it's a kid that came in with nothing going on, 190-pound linebacker, did did pretty much nothing his true freshman season. He was very, he was terrible as a sophomore starter, and he'll tell you he was terrible last year. Now he's the one that makes the play to win the game against Purdue in the Big Ten, and he's a team captain. That's one kid. And he's going to share that story, and there's 10 other examples of kids sharing that story so that maybe in three years you've got 40 guys that have taken that step as recruits instead of just the five or six on the team right now. Last thing I'll say on it is you're still changing the culture inside the program, and you're going to see that probably after the season again. All right, welcome into the Rutgers Scout Cast Mailbag, where our on-topic question this week comes from Scoot24, one of our longtime members, and he asks us to address the Giovanni Rochino conversation. Not should he be the starter, but the difference between a practice player and a game player, and is that really a thing? It is a thing. It's not a good thing. Um, it's a thing from the standpoint of, look, I remember. I can't remember what Rutgers quarterback it was, but... I remember one of them, he'd get in a game and his hands would get sweaty. He couldn't hold on to the football. And I cannot for the life of me remember who it was. And that was an issue. Um, practice, if you throw a pick, it sucks. 
you'll live another day, though. You throw a pick in a game, it's a lot tougher. I mean, yeah, it's a huge difference. And the key is, you don't want that. I don't care if you're better in a game than you are in practice or you're better in practice. You don't want it. You want consistency so the coaches know what they can count on and what they're getting, and so you're giving the right look for your whole team. Um, It exists, but, I mean, Iverson told me it did, but (laughs) not Clement. (laughs) But, you know, it's not good. I haven't seen as much practice this year. You may have heard us comment once or twice about that. I didn't see any practice this week with the exception of what my little spiders told me what happened, which obviously I put on the site immediately, or what Rutgers put on Snapchat, because we can't watch, but Snapchat can. But what I'll say is that Geo is the same player in practice that he is in the games, but the problem is you see those limitations he has in games. It's the same limitations he has in practice. It's the best to help the team win now, but it's not like he's terrible on Sunday through Friday, and then on Saturday he's Aaron Rodgers. It's pretty much the same skill set. Uh, going off topic real quick, Brian, because I know that you have to go return some videotapes. Uh, any Halloween plans? Oh, boy. Good question. Uh, yeah. Um, for those that don't know, PTA president at my kids' elementary school, we have a huge Halloween party coming up. Um, you know, we'll have hundreds upon hundreds of people there. be great. And then Halloween Day, one of my favorite. I still have to figure out what I'm going to wear. My kids have their costumes. They're psyched up. I can't wait to go trick-or-treating and raid their candy bags, but we will be doing trick-or-treating on Halloween night. Well, speaking as the president of Del Boca Vista, I'm excited for my neighborhood's Halloween. Uh, I actually am very busy that day because I'm an excellent guest lecturer at Rutgers. Unlike Kyle Flood, I'll actually call myself a guest lecturer instead of say I'm a teacher at Rutgers. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I'm 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 speaking I'm speaking at a class that day. And then at night, it's my first Halloween in my new neighborhood. I will be Raylan Givens. If you want to look up who that is, giving out candy to all the children. Hopefully I don't frighten them. Oh, you will.